0: Welcome to the Conscious Coaches on the Mission, the podcast where we take super inspiring and profitable mindset, energetics, and online business strategy and get it into the hands of the most heart-centered people like you, creating mission-driven, soul-aligned businesses. I'm your host, Eugenia Oganova. I am a clairvoyant seven-figure business strategist, personal transformation expert, and a messaging energetics coach with over 20 years of experience. I'm the owner and CEO of TranscensionGate.com and the creator of the Conscious Future Method, I'm also a best-selling author of three books, and I've been featured in over 100 publications, specializing in helping spiritual coaches and healers sustainably scale into multiple six and seven figures without forcing themselves to work harder by weaving masculine business strategy to feminine quantum energetics and customizing with their unique soul design and mission. Twice per week, in my 20-minute conversations, I'll be celebrating one lucky conscious entrepreneur on a unique mission, their expertise, business growth, leadership, and contribution to human awakening. Stick around to the end of the show. In 20 minutes, I'll reveal how you can be my next guest. Let's do it. Our today's guest is Simran Sondhi. She is a transformational alchemist. You can find her on SimranSondi.com. She is a guide. She's a healer. She's a multidimensional channel. She's also a projector in human design. So there's so many things we get to talk about today. So welcome, Simran. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you. Oh, it's so nice to have you! And I love speaking with conscious leaders and people who understand multidimensionality. So, can you uh, maybe start by explaining a little bit which healing modalities you use, or w- what you utilize in whatever it is you do with your clients? And then we we'll go into that. Yeah, what I use currently is
1: a blend of my own things. So, in terms of okay, what's been my training? Because everyone likes to know, you know, about certificates and accreditations. So um, I'm an advanced theater healing instructor, practitioner. I have done plenty of different modalities like healing modalities, Reiki, Sekyam, uh, Body Talk, Mindscape, uh, Access Consciousness, um, all the access tools, body processes. So a whole range of um, things that I found interesting and different parts of my own development. Um, Of course, I started this stuff as actually trying to heal myself. Um, And being a projector, you will know that, you know, it's very difficult for projectors to see themselves. We're so good at like looking into other people. But when it's about ourselves and it's about knowing ourselves, that can be a little bit more challenging. So for me, I got into, let's say, I kind of fell into, let's say, the esoteric world, the healing world actually because I felt a lack in myself. And that's also very common with uh, people who have an open heart center in human design. You might recognize that if you have an open heart center, you're always gonna to try to feel you're not really enough. And you're always trying to, let's say, fix yourself. So I have to say I fell into that about five years ago and um, since then I've become obviously more conscious as my business grew as well. And so I would say where I am currently in terms of what I offer to my clients is a blend and mostly I channel, I kind of go into someone's space depending on what they're presenting with and also what they're not saying to me uh, because that's also really important And then I'm kind of just guided on the best way to move forward. So I call it my signature section, but it's like a blend of everything that I've basically learned.
0: Yeah. And from the way that I teach, I always talk about the difference between the innate soul expertise versus the skills that you have learned. So I always see it like it's less important. Let's say the techniques you learn, it's more important Mm -hmm. what you did with them. (laughs) So this this is what you're talking about. That makes, and also embodying it. Like, so Mm -hmm. you can
1: know something theoretically, you can have done all the tests, right? But unless you're actually living it in your life, it's actually very difficult to help others because you're not really embodying it. And I have a feeling, especially with your audience, they're going to kind of sense sense that. Um, They're going to sense the people who really live the talk or those people who are just talking about it in theoretical terms.
0: Right. And I think that the difference a lot of times is with not just embodiment, like as in, okay, I got this, but also am I living it like what you're talking about, that this is implemented into one's life. So you are obviously living your life consciously as this transformational alchemist. I am trying.
1: I have to say, I don't always <laughs> succeed. Um, you know, I'm still a human having like a, a multidimensional having a human experience. And so, of course, like I wouldn't be here on earth school if I had it all figured out, which I definitely don't. But I have to say, I'm usually conscious even when I'm going into, let's say, a story or a spiral. I'm kind of conscious that I'm doing it.
0: Yeah. And Myself, as Claire Wu, and just watching your field as you're speaking, like, do you find yourself being kind of like a chameleon? Like, energetically, you match different people different way because you just did a couple of times here as you were even tuning into different things. Absolutely. And also, I, I just got
1: goosebumps when you said that because I could really feel you in my space, um, <laughs> which is good. Uh, I, I kind of calibrate exactly as you said, depending on who's in front of me. So some people who are, you know, healers in their own rights, I know I can have a very esoteric conversation, go really into the depths, into the dimensions. I love that kind of stuff. It turns me on. And then if someone in front of me is like a business person who finds this kind of stuff woo. I then toned it down because for me, what is important is even though we can have these multidimensional channeling capabilities, what is important is how do we bring it into the mundane, into our daily life? Does it really matter if I know what dimension I'm in or what star system I came from? It doesn't really matter unless I can really use it here on planet Earth and make a difference in my life. Can I have more wealth? Can I have better relationships? Can I bring in the love that I really deserve? You know, do I feel like I'm having impact? So for me, I feel like it's bringing the unseen to the scene, the esoteric to the mundane, and really bringing that into practical everyday tools so that you can live a better, healthier, easier life.
0: Yeah. And from everything you're saying, it feels like a natural segue into sovereignty and being able to be an individual within one's collective sort of existence on yeah. this earth. Can you speak a little to that? Oh, I'd love to speak about it. I would say the
1: core of my work and everything I've, what I feel like I'm about is about people claiming their sovereignty. For me, it's actually the most important thing. And, um, I believe, especially in the times that we're in where it's so easy to get swept up in what's happening in the collective, in the main narratives um, that we live in social media, on the media, in the general environment that we're in. It's very easy to be swept away by the general narrative, and so I feel my work In the world is really to help people to come back and ground in themselves. And what does that mean? It sounds really simple, but a lot of us don't really know who we are without these identities that we might have inherited or that are projected on us, right? So especially women, for example, we have so many different roles. The essence, and you will know this super well given your work, is your essence is actually none of that and so much more than that. And so it's really getting into the core of what are my innate strengths, gifts, talents that actually I was born into this world with? How am I able to tap into them so that actually I can make my life easier, more joyful? It doesn't mean we're not gonna have challenges because as humans, we're here to learn about stuff, discover more about ourselves, but I feel when we are grounded in ourselves, what makes us tick, who we are, without the outer labels, right? That I feel is sovereignty, and sovereignty to me is power, because then we're not dependent on circumstances around us. We are more, um, we are more solid. We are more trusting in ourselves which really helps in times of big upheaval and transition.
0: Yeah. And that to me is there's a big difference between um, struggle and suffering. Like we kind of meant to struggle a little bit as part of our development and transformational growth versus suffering. Right. Yeah. Like
1: suffering is uh, in a way it's a choice because we just decide to stay in the story and a lot of times it's can be triggering, let's say activating to people because they're like I'm suffering so much and how can you even say that that's so heartless And I would just like to offer because you know a story is a story you can have whatever perspective you decide because you're a sovereign, you can decide what story you want to tell yourself, what story you want to stay in. So bad things can have happened to you. And a lot of the times, maybe you didn't deserve it. But if we're, if you're going to choose to stay in that story, then that means you're powerless. That means you're a victim. Whereas if you want to maybe see it as, okay, this is a shitty situation I'm in right now, but I have the power to get out of it. And no one else what I've noticed in my now five years of doing this work and 20 years of work on my own is when we're waiting for someone outside of ourselves to save us, to give us the answers, we're always going to be kind of left lacking. And then if that person thing, situation doesn't work out how we thought, then we're back into this feeling of save me. So for me, my my biggest, I guess, raison d'être Um, is to bring people back into trusting themselves because when you trust yourself you don't get swayed by what's happening around you and you're able to tackle life challenges and also up levels up levels are exciting but sometimes they can come with their own challenges
0: and sometimes it goes down before it goes up (laughs) exactly
1: because we're tested not that the universe wants to test you but We ourselves are becoming a different version of ourselves. And so in that way, we have to step into a different version. The only way we can do that is if we really trust in and grounded in ourselves. And so I believe that all of my work is really around sovereignty. And it's also about not trusting me. Don't take my word for it. Really feel it within you. So a lot of my stuff is actually not me telling people what to do. It's like uncovering through a process of talking, design work, healing work, um, uncovering the essence of who they are. Because when they discover it, when you discover it for yourself, it kind of lands much more deeply because it's feeling like, and then I see like a light go off, like behind their eyes. And they're like, oh, I got it. And you can just feel this opening and this kind of falling into your body. Because a lot of the times, especially if you've been through trauma or hard times, or as you've said, suffering, right? Because we're stuck in, let's say, a story, which just seems so familiar sometimes. We don't even know who we are without this identity of this story. Um, When we get into really discovering that actually there's another way, there's so much more for me. A light comes on and then in that second, and I can always sense when that second is, that they find that power within themselves and that can never be taken away because it's with awareness. So when you talk about conscious leaders and conscious leadership, I feel like that's so much linked to awareness of self. And when you're aware of yourself, and you're grounded in yourself, I believe you can tr- create a ripple effect because your magnetic field, and for all be these healers and um, energy workers out there, you'll know that your magnetic field speaks way louder than you. And when you're really trusting yourself, you're grounded in yourself, you believe in yourself, your path, your mission, whatever that is, there's a different kind of charisma aura around you.
0: Oh, that is so true. And it's a very important component of growing in your own process that you integrate all this external, sort of like I always say, the universe doesn't test you, it reflects you. So yeah. if you watch what's coming as a reflection, right, you can yeah. understand so much. Absolutely. I read this book once called
1: Existential Kink. And it was a great book because, um, It was a time in my life I felt like there was a lot of drama and lots of stuff was going on. And it was literally, I was like trying to, I was like trying to avoid landmines everywhere. And that book opened something up for me, which was like, if you want to know what your internal reality is like, look at what's happening in your life. If you want to know what your subconscious thoughts are, it's actually really easy look at what's happening in your life because it's, as you said, literally a reflection of our internal dialogue, our internal beliefs, our internal emotional system because that's what's going to appear on the outside. And so that means that you're not a victim, that as you can see what's happening around you and you don't like it, you can either accept it, make peace with it, or you can change. But you always have a choice. And that's, I think, what a lot of us, including myself, didn't really get for a long time, that how long do we want to stay in this story? Either we decide, okay, I'm accepting where I am, and then really making peace, or, you know what, this doesn't feel good, and I'm going to change it. And then there's a whole process of things that you can do to change that, but just the awareness that, You have the power in every moment by your decision and your focus and where you want to give your energy to change your reality. So, you know, Nikola Tesla, (laughs) where you focus your energy is what you're going to create. And I, I just think that's like an axiom for our lives. What are we feeding? Are we feeding our negative stories, our ghosts, our like pain Or are we feeding what we would prefer, creation? Because it's very hard to hold both at the same time. Really focus on what you want to create. And it's not like you're bypassing. You're not spiritually bypassing, ignoring what's happening in your reality. Really look at it and decide, do I want to stay here or do I want to pivot? And the moment you decide to pivot, that's the moment that your life changes. And it doesn't mean it happens in a second. It can, right? With a huge, with like a huge awakening, perhaps, or really just somehow getting something, which has I've seen. But for most of us, it's a process of constantly realigning. And you notice throughout the day, oh, this doesn't feel good. Or I'm going and blaming myself, or I'm judging myself, or I'm judging someone else. And instead, you're like, actually, I really wanted to build my business. And I'm spending all of this time worried about what other people are thinking. That's distracting me from creating something that could be of value, right? Or you're in a relationship. And let's say it's a new relationship. And you're always worried about what the guy is doing when he's not with you. Well, that's already sowing distrust. So if you want to have a loving, trusting relationship, think about Really being that person and ignoring, just deciding, I don't want to focus on what could go wrong. I would prefer to focus on the great life we're going to have, what we're going to do tonight, what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to share what turns me on. So, in every moment, we have a choice what we're creating.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of these things you just said have to do with um, trusting yourself to not blame yourself when little things don't stick. To whatever your idea was, how your behavior should be or your inner processes should be, and instead realign moment after moment after moment. And it's a gradual, detail oriented realignment in order to create a transformation.
1: Yeah. And I think in this day and age, that gets hard because I'm also very impatient as a person. And a lot of the times we're in this culture where everything is instant at a drop of a, You know, the snap of our fingertips, Amazon Prime lifestyles, everything is like instantaneous. And we have to think about if we're really trying to make a huge change, how long have we been feeding a particular paradigm or thought system or type of behavior? And we're expecting it to change overnight. Can it happen? Yes. Is it realistic? Maybe not. Because we have to become the person that we envision. The biggest thing is to, as you said, constantly course correct. Notice when we're off kilter. Notice we're stepping out of alignment and then come back.
0: Yeah, and a lot of these micro adjustments have also to do from my perspective, like I've been doing this work for over 20 years and being clairvoyant and I've seen so many patterns that people kind of like prepare for the change even when they don't know that that's what's coming. So then sometimes it's possible (laughs) that when they become aware, it's like a moment thing and boom, it changes. So a lot of times that's mistaken for, you know, oh, that's an instant transformation. This is how it should be. When Actually, there was maybe 10 years of that person kind of energetically preparing to finally let it go and only became aware of it in a last moment. Would you say you've seen something like that too? Yeah. Mm -hmm. First of all, I do believe, I do believe in instant healings and things just
1: happening. I've seen that as well. But as you said, most of the time, subconsciously, we're also realigning. And as you said, the change happens. It looks like it's at an instant, but it's when we have this awareness of it. So as you know, 90% of what is appearing in our life is subconscious programs. And when that becomes conscious, Right? That's when we literally see the difference in our physical reality. So, if we want to see a change in our physical reality, a lot of the stuff is in the unseen. A lot of the stuff is subconscious. And it's not rocket science to get there. We can see what's in our subconscious by looking at the patterns that keep happening in our lives, right? Are you constantly starting jobs, leaving jobs? Are you kind of attracting the same kind of man? Are you having similar health challenges? So these patterns are kind of guiding you to what your subconscious, where your subconscious is. And if you want to shift that, it's literally just becoming aware of the pattern, knowing that you want to shift it, and then taking steps towards it. Now, a lot of times I did a lot of the energy work, the belief work. And then I missed a very important component, which was taking the action. We're still living in a physical reality. It does really do a lot to do the subconscious reprogramming, heal those fears. But a lot of the times I found, especially in some healing modalities, we get stuck in a fixing loop and we're just constantly fixing and fixing and fixing. And it's preventing you from moving forward we're always going to have stuff in our, our, in our reality. We're never going to be completely perfect. And it's when we really make peace with the fact that we're perfect with our flaws, with our imperfections, and we can still move forward. I think that is really empowering for clients to know that you don't have to have all your problems fixed. You don't have to have all your fears overcome. You don't have to have healed all of your childhood traumas to have the things that you want in life. Because once you decide and you take small steps that actually feel good to you, it's not what someone else tells you to do. You have to take steps that really feel in alignment and you're going to know you're in alignment if it feels good, if if it's light for you, if it's easy, if you're lit up by it, as opposed to just doing it because your coach or healer or a teacher or someone else says you should do it. And yeah, this and is again, a, right back to sovereignty.
0: That's what I was just going to say. And it gets back to sovereignty, doesn't it? <laughs> totally.
1: It's all about sovereignty. It's it's like an inner game. It's having trust in yourself and actually aligning with people who really you can learn something from that you see in a way is living the life that you would aspire to, that you resonate with. And then being in that calibrative environment and taking what resonates for you.
0: Well, yeah, we absorb from the people around us. So if we surround ourselves with people who not only just lift us up and make us feel better, but actually have some energetic codes that we are aspiring to activate within ourselves, that um, would activate the sovereignty component even more, right? Absolutely.
1: Because, you know, who we spend our time around, of course, it's going to influence us. And if we're seeing people doing stuff, chasing up their dreams, like not seeing little drawbacks, obstacles as failures, then we give ourselves permission to do the same because we're seeing people in our reality actually doing that. So it doesn't make it so far away. It makes it super close. And the closer to in proximity, we get to the kind of life we want to live, the easier it is for us to replicate that
0: in our own way. Right. And it's a balance between this active masculine structure and the multidimensional kind of more feminine side. Wouldn't mm-hmm. you say that it takes both sides to be able to create something here? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Such an important point that you brought up. Like the
1: masculine, feminine energetics that all of us, whether we're male or female, we all have masculine and feminine. And a lot of time uh, I've been swaying from one extreme to another. So 12 years on the trading floor in banking, super masculine, go, 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 16 hours a day. You know, trying to climb that corporate ladder, forcing myself to do stuff. It's oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I was burnt out like you can't yeah, imagine. Yeah, I did. bet. No, right. I was living a generator life, super slave, yeah. never feeling I was enough, couldn't keep up. And then I was like, what's wrong with me? Why am I so tired? And then going the totally other extreme when I literally was so adrenally burnt out Um, that I literally had, I just thought, I'm failing anyway. So I'm just going to spend the next, I don't know how many years healing myself, which I spent years trying to do, then realizing I'm actually not going anywhere. Like, I've done all this energetic work, I can see into other dimensions, I'm super intuitive and flowy, but I'm not feeling held. And then I realized, It's not for someone else outside to hold me, a man, a job, a family, friends, because I've had dramas with all of that, right? Because I was looking for someone to save me until I realized I have to cultivate a healthier masculine within me, which means I need some discipline. I need some structures. I need a framework. I need to stick to my word so that I create a healthy vessel for this feminine to thrive. Because if you just have the feminine and there's no directed action, right? There's a misbalance. Exactly. And if you're totally new masculine and you're push, 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 and I'm going to make this happen, and I'm a go boss, and like let's go, let's make it, you know? It works for some people. But I feel like we're coming out of that forcing... Super masculine, this is my way or the highway hierarchical environment into a more cohesive structure. And this is where I feel as a planet we're moving towards. We're obviously not there yet, but we've been in this very masculine, patriarchal structure where the men have also suffered, by the way. And we're now moving into the time of, let's say, we are the feminine is rising. We're seeing it right now in Iran, all over the world. Right, and it's when we get a balance between marrying the structure, safety, groundedness of the masculine and the intuition, collaboration, um, generosity, creativity of the, the feminine. Then I feel like within us, as well as in the collective, we're in a much more balanced, natural, harmonious state.
0: Absolutely. And everything you're talking about, like we're moving from this age of um, planning the survival through planning and predictable step by step Mm -hmm. linear thing, which is the masculine, but kind of toxic in a sense, into a much more harmonious individuality age that would have more balance of the two. And I know a lot of times in spiritual communities, people mistake that into like, oh, we're moving from masculine to feminine. And it's like, no, we're moving from incorrect structures that they're too rigid right. into correct supportive structures right, right.
1: And, and yeah totally because i believe that you know there is such a thing as like the wounded feminine as well it's not like the feminine is always like fairies and you Oh yeah right um we know throughout history the women can be very manipulative there's a shadow exactly aspect the, of the shadow of side the feminine, okay. right But it's this, if we're looking at the higher echelons, the higher vibration of the masculine and the feminine, and it's really that it's not one is better than the other. They have to work in unison in order for that to be balanced. And because we've been so out of balance and, you know, um, even the feminine movement in in some ways went super one extreme. And I feel like we're coming back into balance again. We're always trying to recalibrate to find that balance. And it's going to look different depending on who you are, right? What's balanced for me is not going to be balanced for you. So it's this cookie cutter model, which for me, again, is a symbol of patriarchal structures. That's what I feel has to dissolve to come into as you said more individual collaborative frameworks
0: mhm everything you're saying is so in tune with how the planetary transformation and the humanity consciousness transformation have been moving along. So people like you are really needed right now. Like I always say that the conscious leaders, especially in the female bodies, are really needed right now because we hold that balance point and being um, sort of a representation of it, like a role model in a sense, which doesn't make us perfect by any means, but makes us somebodies who are in the process of consciously doing doing the work so that somebody else can witness that and perhaps pick up some codes from this. And I know that this is also what you do with your clients. Totally. And also
1: acknowledging that as conscious leaders, a lot of our work is as well, learning from the people that were are around, acknowledging we don't always get it right and being very, very authentic to say, I made a mistake, right? I'm not perfect. I'm going to do better. Because being vulnerable is not a weakness. Leading with vulnerability is a strength because it makes you more human. And I think the time of having leaders on a pedestal, for me that's over. Right. For me, it's about leading by example and not by force and exactly. not by hierarchy.
0: Yeah, the hierarchy part, I was literally, you just took the word out of my mouth. That's what I was going to say, that that's the part of the old dying patriarchal system, so we can free the masculine into a harmonious support versus that controlling hierarchical thing. Yeah, Yeah. beautiful way to, to put that, like going from force, you
1: will do it because I'm your boss, to... Let me support you in this. How can I best support you so that you can do your job better, be better, make better impact, um, be a, a better person, you know, for everyone around you? And I think a lot of times people forget that how we are, how we hold ourselves, how we contribute to the world has an effect on our environment, on the people that are close to us, on our clients, on our colleagues, on our children, on everyone. So how we hold ourselves is really important because that ripples out into the world.
0: Yeah. And you're helping people to be a better resonator. So they resonate frequencies that are harmonious, right? <laughs> Absolutely.
1: And I really, I've seen it. Um, it's like the most, you know, a work in transformation. And for me, when I see someone in front of me, change a life, find that soulmate, get that dream job get that promotion, have harmony in their family life after years of torment, I feel like for myself, personally, I feel like a healing. So it's such a gift. I believe that if we really love this kind of work that we're doing in the transformation space, the reason in a way I'm so turned on by it is because I feel like when I see someone in front of me Receive that healing, get that transformation, I receive that as well. Right? It's
0: it's, it's this, all history, hologram.
1: this virtuous totally. It's this virtuous circle. None of us are living on an island, right? We all have codes, let's say, for each other to give, share, take, learn from. And I believe that's the kind of world I would love to see. And so, um, you know, in my human design, my conscious son is 42. It's about death and rebirth. And I have seen so many times in my life, like totally burning everything down and then having to recreate myself, new identity, new job, new home, new country, new partner. I mean, I think I've had to recreate myself so many times. And that's actually my conscious son, which is actually what my life's work is. It's also my mercury, which is mean it's what I talk about because it's such a big theme in my life. And I think it's now not a coincidence that I'm into my 40s that I find that's what I'm helping people with, transformation, because it's like this burning things down, having nothing, and then literally having to rise from the ashes, over and over again. And so it's to say we're constantly going to be changing in our lives, some more than others. And how do we choose to do this? Do we choose to do this with a mindset that I'm powerless and things are happening to me, around me? Or am I going to say, this happened, now what I'm going to do? -hmm. It's making this is so true. (laughs) Yeah, you know, second by second choices. Sometimes you know we're so afraid to make the wrong choice, but that's actually holding us back. There's no such thing as a wrong choice because a lot of times people
0: just stuck doing like not making any choices because they're afraid. Right, Mm -hmm. this inertia, the inertia is
1: literally soul destroying because we're waiting in a way from outside permission, a sign, you know. Whereas just take a step forward, and if it doesn't feel good. Do something different. You're never stuck on a path. You're not stuck. So you can always get out of anything that doesn't feel good. And I feel like giving yourself permission to make mistakes is actually one of the best learning experiences, right? And we shouldn't be afraid to make a mistake Uh, judging ourselves, being judged by others, because actually we're the ones who have to live with the judgment. And we will find that if we judge ourselves less, the outside world will either judge us less or their judgment won't matter, right? We can't affect how other people are going to think of us, how they're going to perceive us. The only thing we have control over is what we think of ourselves.
0: Oh, This is such a great uh, conclusion to everything Mm -hmm. you said from the beginning when we started on Sovereignty to this. This is a perfect loop. And, you know, you and I can talk for the next hour. But we got to wrap up. So if people want to know more about your work, how can they um, connect with you? Yeah, thank you. Um,
1: I'm super active on my social media, especially on my Instagram. My handle is at SSW lifestyle. I do a lot of free things there. I did give free intuitive readings. I do a lot of free webinars, free courses. Um, on my website, I have a free, um, womb healing that you can sign up for that helps, especially women come into their expression, help dissolve shame, really come into their power, their sovereignty, their self-expression. And uh, I have my website, so uh, com. So I, I'd love to hear from all of you.
0: Oh, awesome. So yes, all Simran's links are in the show notes. Go check her out. She is a wonderful non-human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this is awesome to have a conversation with a conscious leader who is helping humanity at this time of change. So thank you so much, Simran, for sharing your wisdom.
1: Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure
0: thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of conscious coaches on a mission if you are a successful coach mentor or a healer who would like to be a guest on my podcast please visit transcensiongate.com slash podcast are you the type of person who loves to help if you got something out of this interview i would love you to share this episode on the social media Just take a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Would love for you to shout us out on Facebook and Instagram at Eugenia Oganova. If you know someone who would be a great guest, tag them on the social media and let them know about the show. And please include the hashtag Conscious Coaches on a Mission. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. I'm regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and the guests. It means a lot. Want to know more? Go to my website, TranscensionGate.com, to advance your consciousness and scale your business in a sustainable way using Wealth Energetics and Soul Design. And join my Facebook group called High Ticket Clients Energetics for Spiritual Coaches. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll see you next time.